This is another one of those songs where immediately in the first three seconds, you know what it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, immediately in the first three seconds, it makes me want to believe in love. <laughs> Stupidly. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, this is like such a cool vocal performance, too. I feel like he's like really performing the vocals. Like he's hitting the notes, but he's really like making some weird. Words. Yeah. It's so fun. Those backgrounds. It's so fun. I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, man, the backgrounds. It's, that's it, yeah. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, what they were written about, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today's song is the breathtakingly sweet True by Spandau Ballet. Is that how I pronounce it? Like, I, I got to so. ask that off the jump. Yeah. It's spelled S P A N. D-A-U. Spandau Ballet. <laughs> the song was released in 1983, and True was a massive hit going number one in 21 different countries. Bam. Nuts. That's so cool. Like, to have a song that can touch that many people that maybe are not, like, native speakers or even, like, listen to that type of music is just outrageous. Like it's the backgrounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's the background vocals. It's That's immediately, like, people can grab onto that. The, uh, ha, ha, yeah. ha, yeah, People yeah. can just grab onto that. And that little guitar lick in the beginning, yeah, people can just latch onto right that. It's right there. So, like, yet another song where, like, part of what's cool about it is it's very distinct from the beginning. Um, there are a lot of things that are cool about the song. Something that really stood out to me is the song is, like, really long for a hit song. It's six minutes and 29 seconds long. Yeah. Like, I'm a big fan of the long the long form of music because I feel like it helps ease a listener in and that makes them like more receptive, but it's hard to do. You know what I mean? That being that long is crazy to me. Like can, what are other like songs that are this long that were like huge hits? That were hits? Yeah. Like Stairway to Heaven. Maybe like, I think there's some long journey songs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, this is, this is just crazy. Yeah. Like just goes and goes, but it doesn't really feel that long. It just has a lot of meat to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, According to the songwriter Gary Kemp, quote, I think I wanted to write a song that was a bit like a Marvin Gaye, Al Green song, a blue-eyed soul song. It was at a time when it was me concentrating on melody first rather than the sort of riff in the groove. True became a song about writing a love song. Why? Quote, why do I find it hard to write the next line? I want the truth to be said because I didn't want to write it down because there's nothing more embarrassing. Interesting quote. Kind of weird. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about, I hear that, like a lot of people who are, who might be listening or might not, even me, like, even though I know like what goes on behind it, but like the process of writing a song that uh, when you write a melody first, before you write any music versus coming up with music first or melody first, like, what do you, as somebody who's like in a, in a lot of sessions with a lot of songwriters, like what do you, do you see any style that's more prevalent? Man, it, what's interesting to me is today, Music is so easy to make. That, that it's almost always music first. It's almost always. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy like to either A, have something that's already been made, or B, have something be able to be made within minutes. Yeah. And back in the 80s, it was like, mm, there's no computers. Yeah. It's like, you need to have like musicians. You got to have set up the tape machines. So you put like, a little bit more thought on the pre-end. Yeah, it's like things. interesting. Like, I don't, like, I would love to have understood like what it was like to be like in sessions back then. Yeah, Because yeah. it's got to be completely opposite to how they are now. Yeah, it has changed. It's even changed a lot for me. And, yeah. you know, I've only been like 
in professional ass sessions for like 12 years. Mm-hmm. But it's changed a lot since the beginning of that too. So yeah. like I can only imagine going back to 1983. Um, I think that's cool. Like that, that's like I hear people call it with like top down melody style. And apparently right. that's like how Paul McCartney would write his songs too. Right. Which I think is cool. I think like I like trying to envision like the whole song before I even start writing, if that makes any sense. And that, was, and that like style probably suited back then yeah, because yeah. you had to kind of have to have an idea of what to do before you even did it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like today I feel like songs are written just like spontaneously as like all the ingredients are thrown in. Like yeah, you have cool. here's all the ingredients to the cake. We're just going to throw it in like and a, see what happens. Like a Coke freestyle machine. Like a Coke freestyle machine. Yeah. Whereas back then. <laughs> it was like you know, being in a kitchen with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like Paul McCartney writing songs. Like I'm sure he had the song and played it on piano and knew the melody. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. this, this, that, that, that. It would take months, maybe sometimes. Yeah. Before, whereas now it's like you just show a lot up. Of it just happens. Yeah, I, you it's just do kind it. of crazy. Like I wonder. It's interesting. Like the biggest influences of music and how it's made are like purely just like con- for sake of convenience or economical. It's, yeah, it has such a big influence over like the sound. Or you can just catch like, you know, lightning in a bottle and you show up with nothing back then and you just, you set up the band, get the mics going and it's just like, man, we got a song and like, it's like happening. Like Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash and (laughs) walk the line. (laughs) Um, Something cool about that I learned about the song, the song was recorded in the Bahamas, which sounds pretty fucking nice. I can't lie. Um, Something I personally really connected with about the song is that the lyrics are really simple. There isn't much to it. But um, that makes it real for simple people like myself. And that simplicity can go really deep. Sometimes when a lyric isn't chock full of details, it seems easier for us to put more of our own experience and spirit into the story of the words. And people of other languages can latch on. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like if you're going to go number yeah. one in 22, 23 countries, whatever, yeah. <laughs> you might want to keep the language a little simple. And yeah. Like, oh, so anyone, can, it's a, anyone can figure this that's out. That's a really good point. And like also like... You know, I'm, I'm just taking this too far far because I'm have I'm really inspired tonight. But it's like that's like a maybe like a a, a check in the affirmative for like communicating with simple language. Yeah, because like you could, this song is like clearly understood by people all around the world for like what it's about. Yeah, and like a lot of that could be because the lyrics are really simple. Yeah, and you can just latch on to it. Yeah. Um, what do you like? So let's talk about the backup vocals a little bit. Yeah, because like that's like. I agree with you. That is probably the part of the song that like everyone everyone recognizes the back of vocals and the guitar part. That's what people yeah. know. What, That's like, what people know. How do you know as a mixer when backup vocals are worth pumping that hard? Do you get you get like does like the client tell you like would would the band be like you do that or do you think the mixer was just like I fucking love these creamy vocals? Yeah. Like, you know the feeling when the song comes on yeah. and the guitar happens and the background vocals happen yeah, and there's yeah. that feeling. If you're getting a song and you're mixing or even when you're recording and you're doing background vocals, um, a light bulb just goes off yeah. and you're just like, I know how this is. I know how what it's yeah, supposed to be yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. going to go this way and we're going to do it. And you, it's like the whole like lightning in a bottle thing. Like you like you just know. You just trust yourself. This is, the, like, like, this is that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. It's like it must feel so crazy to like do that. And then just have it become such a huge hit like all around the world and be like, oh, yeah, I fucking did that. You just got to feel good to have a fucking <laughs> 22 number one hit uh, song. Yo, one thing that like I have to talk about with this song that I w- thought of late last night um, after watching the movie Snowpiercer. 
I was like thinking about this song and like I realized what I find really remarkable about True by Spandau Ballet is within popular culture, it has replaced Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet theme as our culture's love theme. It's been used in almost 100 movies and TV shows, including 16 Candles, Charlie's Angels, The Wedding Singer, oh, classic, Sausage Party, 51st Dates, Hot Tub Time Machine, The Simpsons, The Office, Family Guy, Gilmore Girls. It's also been used in advertising campaigns for Fernet, Chevy, Virgin, Halifax, and perhaps most importantly, Taco Bell, Please Bring Back the Cheddar Chalupa. That's what I was going to bring up next is whenever <laughs> I think about this song, I immediately think about like, I, this is like the quintessential movie song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's almost a joke. Like I how, know. how like, it's like so on the nose. Like when you hear this, you're like, oh, somebody's like falling in love. I know. It's perfect. And there, or there's like a time, la- like a yeah. scene and like she's at the bar cleaning the tables and he's out at the boat. Yeah, like yeah. Staring out into the horizon. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know? Which like that must, that's amazing too. Like if you can Which, write Which by it, the way, do you know a movie that's from I just picked? Is it The Replacement? Yes. Oh, oh. my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Nailed it, I, fu- I fucking love that movie. That Which was- I think they were playing that in that scene. Yeah. It was the, it's the sting. Um. Uh, the police song. <laughs> I like that you were thinking of a movie that didn't use Spandau but Ballet, have. but I, but it could, it should have. It should have. It should have. But like that's maybe that that's, was the problem with the replacements. Needed that song. I like that we talk like on listen to this. We talk about songs, the stories behind them, and Keanu Reeves movies. <laughs> H- Hardball and the replacements, dude. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. this is the second one. Yeah, <laughs> man. Basically, this song is like a musical way to describe love, and like as an artist musician. To have your work so strongly associated with like the theme of themes is like tremendous. Like that's so yeah. cool. I really think like in a hundred years, like the way that we thought about that Tchaikovsky theme, people will will think of this as like this is like the musical version of love right here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And like I wouldn't be surprised if this song and, and like in particular that part, obviously, just like keeps coming back and back. Like it's gonna be sampled in a huge song. Yeah. It'll I think it'll be around for a long time. And it's almost like the, the part that people latch onto, those background, like the chorus, pretty much, and the guitar yeah, yeah, part, yeah. like that's what people are really latching on to. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, this, the song is six minutes, and there's that tag at the end where mm-hmm. they're bringing back, they they do that group vocal thing at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't even think people know that's in the song. Oh, yeah. And like that has a crazy key change and a saxophone yeah. solo in it. Yeah. That's like really cool as well. But people just but latch yeah, on yeah. to them. Yeah, it's so it's so cool. It makes me want to live my life like more simply and with backup vocals. I don't know. I don't th- know what that means. Like that's a question for my therapist. What the yeah? Have to bring it up. <laughs> we'll have to get them on a on a podcast. Get at it. What's their favorite song? What's what's yeah? And speaking of which, if you have a favorite song out there that you want us to talk about, feel free to email the us. I can't remember our email address right now, but maybe it will be posted somewhere when we post this episode. <laughs> <laughs> awesome well this has been true by spandau ballet um if anybody knows how to pronounce that they can hit us up as well send a voice text yeah yeah, but, <laughs> yeah don't just type it out i don't read phonetics <laughs> voice text <laughs>